We are here on the North American Wheat Tour. Today we are on episode 26 featuring, I'm sorry, is it 26? It is 26, featuring it Taylor is. Hart. Hey. One of the OG Respect My Region members. Taylor, I'm Ooh. so happy to have you on today. Look at this, she got the, oh, that's from 2011, <laughs> you guys. You don't even know hey. about that. Really. Come Old on, school. man. Um, Taylor, man, I really appreciate you being on the show today. Everybody, everybody, tune in. Listen up, listen up, man. We are the North American Weed Tour. Taylor's a bud tender. She's a medically certified cannabis consultant. She's been working at a dispensary for two years. She worked at a dispensary before that one. She killed it. Top sales girl over at the store. You know what I'm saying? So today we got a very special episode. Thank you, Taylor. Okay. Let's go. Thank you for having me. I'm super man, excited. Man, also, too, I never give nobody else that kind of introduction. You are... <laughs> And I quote the former and current, and besides Mitch's wife, you are the queen of RMR. <laughs> but it is true, Tosh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but no, for real, I appreciate you being on the episode with me, homie. Uh, it's super dope. It's been a long time. Today, you and I are going to review some cannabis products together. We're going to talk about weed. We're going to talk about uh, your perspective on the industry. We're also going to talk about THC and terpenes. I love it. So for those of you people that uh, are may or may not be familiar with who you are and what you do, let's start off with first with who you are and what you do with Respect My Region. And then let's talk. Let's dive into the dock side and the bud tender and the cannabis industry. Uh, we're, uh, yeah, I'm clearly Taylor Hart. Um, I'm born and raised in Seattle. And so getting started with Respect My Region, I really just brought the local focus to it, uh, even though you guys already had it. Uh, I feel like I'm the only true blue Seattleite <laughs> that started with you guys. Very, very true. Very true. You know, <laughs> um, and so yeah, just bringing the local focus uh, to hip hop, fashion, uh, the culture out here, just everything really. R and B is heavy out here right now, um, and oh. Oh, we lost her. We'll get her. We'll bring her right back. One second, everybody. One second. Little technical difficulties. Apologies. Apologies. Here we go. Here we go. We got you back. Here. We got you back. Uh, but yeah, and so uh, I mean, I feel like I was part of that the OG crew that really uh put down the framework and and really helped catalyst uh the brand to where it's at right now. Could not take any part of that away from you whatsoever. One of the original people that helped edit, one of the original people that actually wrote and actually was good at writing and creative, <laughs> helped build out our interview structures and the group chats. Like Mitch and I have always said, we have no clue what we're doing, but we've always surrounded ourselves with super dope, passionate people. And you have, and I, you know, I told you this for years, you changed, you, you changed my life and you improved me as a leader and helped, helped improve Mitch and I as people. And for that and RMR, you know, till the day we out, we got, we got you. We rocking with you. That's for sure. I um, tell people constantly that you two are some of my biggest mentors in life. And I couldn't be happier to have the relationship that I have with you guys. And we got that one, we got that photo where we're all laying on the bed together. Remember at that one random ass hotel, <laughs> like Oregon or some shit <laughs> or Spokane. I think it was Spokane. Uh, it was, it was either Spokane or we were in Portland for my birthday. Yeah, I forget which one it was. Man, yeah, too, so many, too, too many trips, too many cheap hotel rooms with the squad over the years, man. God, we always had, we always stay in this in these super bad hotels. <laughs> A bunch of classy people we are with respect to our region, man. Hey, well, the one in Coos Bay in Oregon at least had a dispensary in the parking lot. Hey, hey, and and remember the dispensary sold Starbucks fraps inside yes. the star, inside the dispensary and Coca Cola and you can get a Gatorade at the dispo. <laughs> it was uh, definitely one of the most northwest dispensaries. You could remember, remember, you could get fishing tackle and yeah. net. You could it get your beach like gear. You could go play at the beach with your kids all at the dispensary. <laughs> 
little pop-up oh, lawn okay. chair, little little tent, everything. They had, they had <laughs> fishing tackle, bro. They really had fishing tackle. I'll never forget that. Oh man. man. That was such a good, such a good trip. <laughs> shout out to Lorenz, man. Shout out to you. Shout out. Out to the whole thing. Now, you've been in the cannabis industry for how long now? It's what? It's going on four, three years, four years? Uh, Going on four years. At the start of next year, yeah. it'll be four years in the industry. I started at the beginning of 2018, and that's when I was at Potstop, which is no longer even around. They sold it to Lux. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I started out there and quickly became the inventory manager there um, and also doing social media because um, I was already working with you guys as well at that point. Um, and so I just <laughs> hit the ground running there and said, I know everything that you need. <laughs> I remember talking about our one of our trips to Spokane to growing like a weed in my interview there at Pop Shop. And we were mm-hmm. talking about the pink taco strain. Um, and I brought that up and he had never even heard of it. And that's that was the moment in my interview that he knew he was gonna hire me. <laughs> right. It was great. Whenever whenever you can bring in good strains or money making ideas to companies and it becomes a proven yeah. idea, I mean it because it's like, you know, it's job security, you make the money, they're gonna start relying on you, moving you up. Like that's that's really what it's all about. Yeah, I really truly like gutted out their entire safe system that they had in the back for storage um, and, and completely implemented a new inventory management system there for them and like introduced new vendors there and brought in. You know, they they needed they needed those new vendors, bro. They, they sold did. they sold pasta. Hey, I hope they watch this. I hope your old boss watches this. <laughs> Y'all sold some motherfucking boof. Boof, right? They wouldn't sell the current high tide that was available for sale at the stores. They sell last harvest or the last <laughs> summer. It was crazy well, back then. We were one of the first people to get high tide, and um, they came in to do a vendor day. I remember that day distinctly. And their tangy was fire. And then they like disappeared for a while and I was super disappointed because they were they were tight, even with our old old harvest. <laughs> it was like I remember I remember your I remember your you said your manager was like I think they it's just like the common thing for dispensers, right? They get a manager, they end up firing them, or the person ends up quitting for a better job because there's no way to move up, right? Okay. And and uh, I think in that situation manager switched over right and then yeah. they had bought a bunch of shit and it was just a horrible order that they placed They're just like yeah. what were you doing like, i was finding product in there that was years old years old product that they hadn't gotten rid of that they hadn't returned that they hadn't destroyed None they had no that. track they had no ability to track it back then they just weren't right. like, people were dumb people were so bad at it and it was worse just, there was track and trace in place but people yeah. are bad at doing inventory. Terrible at it. Absolutely terrible. And I have a very neurotic brain when it comes to these things. So uh, <laughs> I went in there and organized everything and made it like very easy to find things and, and made it so we didn't have product from six months ago that came in and not one unit was sold because it was hiding in the back of the safe in a turkey bag. I can't tell you how many times that happened. And it's just like blatant disrespect to the product, you know? So you got to take care of your weed. You got to organize it in a lovely manner that makes it easy to find and easy to sell. This actually leads me to a, this is going to be great for you because you and I think a lot alike in a lot of this stuff. And we actually have lived and breathed through a lot of the experiences together in the industry, right? So you used to come to Diego with me. We went to Jared's with Have a Heart. We went to all the different stores in North Seattle. We went to all the ones up and down. Uh, 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 um, what's the freeway with the track? Or not the freeway with the track. What's the road I used to live on with the track? Oh, Aurora? Yeah, thank you. So yeah. so 99 right there, 99. right? So, 99. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so 99, 100 dispensaries all the way between Everett and Seattle, right? All of them, all the way up and yeah. down. The bakery, right? So and you've tried all the good weed, right? You. No, yeah. we've been to Lux, we've been to Pasta, we've been with Dockside. Dockside is, has the museum in downtown Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like they've always carried what's considered to, what they consider to be the best in the state, right? So, Taylor, before we move any further, let's just dive right in. What do you consider 
as the best flower in Washington. Now, not best of the best. Oh. I don't care. I don't care who's at the top. Because for me, when we when you and I have always talked about weed, it's who's all at the top. Right. So I want to hear who you think out there is all qualifying that you know five to ten strains, ten products and flower that's really the best of the best. Mm, man. I mean that's kind of Oh, that's, that's I'll, let me frame it like this. Let me frame it like this. Let me frame it like this. Mm -hmm. I, I pull up, someone pops out. You're like, damn, I know they've smoked fire. Like, all right, I got to go to the store. I got to get it for something. You know, your favorite rapper, you're like J. Cole, any of your favorite, any favorite, mm -hmm. Kendrick pulls up, anybody your favorite rapper all the time pulls up. You know, they smoke weed. Who are you going to go buy at Dockside? That's the best, the best. Honestly, I'm gonna be buying. Uh, I'm buying High Tide. I'm buying Doc and Yeti. I'm buying Fire Bros. And occasionally, I buy Lifted as well. Okay. At the so, moment, those are who I've been rocking with. So the one that stands out to me the most in that group is Lifted because it's it's an afterthought, right? They really mm -hmm. pride themselves on being that Washington's version of designer genetics, right? This the exotic, exotic, right? So mm -hmm. <laughs> you and I, we've, I think we even, uh, you know, I, I know I've toured the facility. I don't know if you've been able to, to go out there to Tacoma and be a part of that as well. But where is the quality of their weed at? Honestly, because I haven't smoked it in over two years. It's strain dependent for me. Um, cause not everything is super banging. And I don't think that a lot of their luxury line is worth the money um when some of their like normal basic line is hitting certain strains that they have their marshmallow sugar cookies right now the last batch of their miracle alien cookies was super banging and their lifted og i bought almost a full ounce of it okay. uh, and that says something because i never buy more than an eighth of anything unless it's like really really hitting and so um <laughs> lifted is been introducing like they have their luxury line and then they have their like high high end one of their eights we have on our shelf right now is 75 dollars 75 dollars in washington for an eighth of weed what's the strain white truffle uh yeah. and, i mean it's good but it's not 75 dollars an eighth good to me um, yeah so I think a lot of this designer stuff is getting to some of these brands. Um, and it's lifted. That's why lifted is kind of a, uh, sometimes I buy them. Is it, is it still seedy or no? No, I don't find too many seeds anymore. Um, I mean, we used to get it. We used to buy, you know, you know, you and I used to go buy weed specifically because it was like, Oh man, like I got a good chance of getting a seed in the wedding cake. I got a good chance yeah. of getting a, a fire seed in the golden lemon. Yeah. Back then. Remember that? Uh-huh. hundred percent. Those were the days. Hey, hey, you better hey, send those out here. I'm trying to grow those in the valley <laughs> out here, man. Let me get them Cali sun on them roots. Yeah. Doc and Yeti is a great brand. <laughs> if you want to try your luck and get a couple of good seeds. Uh, I know my coworker got a good seed off of a Doc and Yeti ape, an orange apricot map, you know. See, and, and so some people are going to be like, why are you guys bragging about like some like, good weed with seeds in it? It's like, yo, this is an agricultural product. Like I get good, I get bag seeds from all kinds of brands all the time. The only right. time I got a problem, the only time I got a problem with it is if the weed also tastes like hay or grass. Because then mm -hmm. that's actually an overabundance of heat stress, typically speaking. And then the other scenario is if I get a, if I get, oh my God, if I buy a pre-roll and that pre-roll has a seed in it, I swear, I swear if I get a pre-roll again <laughs> with a seed in it, because somebody wasn't paying attention, I'm going right. to lose it. Because yeah. why do people, if, if in, in Seattle, this is the example, right? If people mm -hmm. in Seattle go and make $15 an hour, which is fine. I got no problem people making minimum wage. I got no problem with it being that high, to be real. Cost of living is different everywhere. So if mm -hmm. that's going to be that, if the living is going to be that high and all the, you know, entry level employees are all going to get 15, someone making, you know, doing pre-rolls making 15, I do expect the same level of attention to detail, you know, as me. If I got to ref basketball at 15 hours and I got to be perfect, you know, I've always said this, it's like, 
I don't get extra tips to go get yelled at by refing. I just make 15, <laughs> right? Right. So yeah. it's like, it's like, I do, I do want these seeds to be gone from the pre-rolls, you guys. This is, this is a, this is an yeah. attention to detail thing for sure. Especially if it's any part of that $75 and eighth luxury. If it's a $20 pre-roll, that shit better be perfect every time. hundred percent. A hundred percent. I have yeah. noticed with pre-rolls on the market nowadays, um, a lot of people prefer to buy infused pre-rolls nowadays than yeah. regular flour and the infused ones already cost a lot more money and so you already expect a higher quality for the flour inside of it but they have stuck true to their word and not had like a lot of the ones i've smoked at least haven't had like you know the occasional seed or like yeah, yeah, yeah. stems or shake or anything they're full flower and they burn like it and they smoke like it and so i think that's been the benefit of the changeover to the infused and the higher end because all day long i'm sitting there selling 18 dollars pre-rolls to people and they're not even batting an eye they're like cool what's my limit on that seven i'll buy all seven you know what Dang. i mean do you yeah. feel like is that that's not you know obviously your store is like Ballard's that's more of a neighborhood store so do you feel that that's because Ballard is known for smoking weed? I wouldn't say that. I mean, it, we're known in Seattle just generally for smoking weed. It's because that's Ballard not a, Ballard's not a tourist area, though, right? Like, there's not people oh, getting yeah. off of boats and shit. Like we have that, a right? cruise dock. We have a cruise. We have a dock like right by our shop, and so they'll um, come over to us. So we get the cruise ship people. Not only that, though, when you Google cannabis in or dispensary in Seattle, Dockside's one of the first ones that pops up. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, uh, not only that, but Ballard has become like a quaint little, like, it used to be a quiet, sleepy neighborhood, but now it's like the, you know, there's a bunch of, like, nice restaurants out here and, like, a bunch of, like, um, just fun things to do, I guess, you know, so people like to hang out in Ballard more. And so we get foot traffic all day long of people wandering around breweries <laughs> that um, have like bars, you know, attached to them or whatever. So people go over there and then they come stop by our store on their way home usually. So Love it. yeah, I work weekends and I work at night. I'm the closing manager on the weekends. And so I get all of the out and about. We were just at the bar. We were just doing this. I get all of that traffic. It's wild. Some nights we're serving 450 people in the night and it's, it's nuts. That's exciting. So I see you, I see you lit up the blunt. Walk me through sure the, walk me through the brand, the strain, some of the THC numbers, if you can. Oh, yeah. So this is Fire Bros. Uh, peanut Butter Crunch. Let's see if I can get a good good little view on this. There nugget. we go. There we go. There we go. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it is a little bit dry. I'm not going to lie. Uh, this was one of the last eights that we had on the shelf at work. <laughs> And, um, but I've been really digging on it. So I, I bought it at the beginning of when we had it. And then this one's just an older one that I've had been sitting around. So it is a little dry, not a problem for me though, when I rolled it up, um, cause it burns a little bit better for me when it's drier. Um, 22% total THC on this. <coughs> okay. Not too bad. I've smoked a lot of fire bros over the days, but mm -hmm. I mean, over the years, but again, I haven't been back there in damn in quite some time to buy weed so what yeah. is the current state of fire bros what is your what are your thoughts on so, the brand as a whole so i have a special place in my heart for fire bros they were one of the first like name brand uh flower companies that i was to buy in washington like back in the medical even before like completely recreational and everything I, when i was a little medical patient um i was buying fire bros at my dispensary and it was incredible. That was the year that their Ewok won the cannabis cup. Um, and they did a collab with Refine. And I bought some of that oil and it was life changing. <laughs> um, as of lately, uh, Fire Bros went through a, um, a facility changeover. So they expanded and they grew. Um, and so they had a really rough patch. Um, and now they are coming out of that. So they've started to regain some of the beautiful qualities of, of the flower like it was back in the day. And that's kind of nice. what I love about them. They're like pre-legalization weed. 
Um, at least for me, that's what they remind me of. They have a completely different feel to them. They grow for the flavor profile of it um, and for the way that it's going to smoke. And they actually cure it. <laughs> um, unlike a lot of companies nowadays, they actually take the time to cure their weed and, and whatnot, which is why this is a little bit dry because it got cured properly before it even came to our store. So, um but yeah, this peanut butter crunch, I have been super stuck on from them. It's a peanut butter breath crossed with crunch berries. Mm. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's got like this super um, creamy, really, really light on the berry flavor profile. Like it's not in your face whatsoever, um, but it's a little sweet. But mostly you get like this nice nutty flavor to it which is cool. Um, so it has like this woody, nutty, kind of slightly sweet and creamy flavor to it. Okay, okay. Well, what would you say the high kind of feels like? This is what I've been liking about the high lately is that it's like, um, I like indicas that are very blissful and very calm and chill. I don't like it when my body, when like you get that couch lock feeling in the, and, and you can't feel your body because it's just too high. Um, I don't like that feeling. I like to still be able to feel my body and whatnot. So any indica that I smoke gotta be like super just chill and calming and whatnot. Also to like de-stress and, and reduce anxiety. Cause I just mm -hmm. get anxiety, especially in the climate that we're in right now. So so this one has that kind of like stoniness behind your eyes and but it's like a calm euphoric chill uh, it does relax the body but it doesn't make you feel paralyzed there we go okay there we go okay so i just smoked a joint of the candy land from uh from originals originals Oops. is uh, one of our clients here in los angeles they won the San Diego Farmers Cup for best indoor. They swept it. So in SoCal, this is this is arguably one of the best, if not the best, if you were to go on awards. The packaging to me is immaculate. I love the box. I love the little. This is their logo. The tr uh, the logo is where my finger is. The crown, and then the made in California. You can see that with the bear is custom. Um, they call it Originals of the brand. They do Family Farms is like the name of their farm for it. And then the jar, I really enjoy the jar. They put, you know, uh, that right there. And then they have the little icons around the jar. Like I love, I love this look. It's a little big. It's definitely a heavier jar. Like you, you drop this, it's really not breaking. And then the nug, I, I'm not overly impressed with this particular batch of Candyland. It's, it's a little less dense than I'd like, but smoking it, super piney and gassy. Um, you heard me kind of coughing and I have to drink this water because I'm already dehydrated because this shit's, <laughs> I smoked one beforehand. I should not have smoked one before the podcast. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's a big one. Uh, and then whoops, and then this is the wrong jar. And then the other one that I have here uh, is actually, well, one sec. The candy line was at 31.66 cannabinoids and then 26.72 on the THC. So that's a it's that's potent. That's a 30 percenter. Mm. Um, but this wedding cake though, this wedding cake's a 41.22 percent total cannabinoids with a 34.14 percent THC. Um, the mm -hmm. last the last batch that I smoked from this was 36 percent THC and 42 percent cannabinoids. Oh my god. Um, I know for a lot of people that a lot of people are going to be like, damn, that's full of shit. You know, fuck the testing. The lab that they test with is very well respected here. Um, and the last time I smoked this, I went to bed. <laughs> yeah, the wedding cake. I, I, I've been staying away from the wedding cake because, it, I, you know me, I'm pretty social. I got shit. We got shit yeah. to do. I can't go to bed because I smoke. Like, right. This, the, last, the last time I bought this, this stuff knocked me the fuck out damn let's see if we can get this to zoom oh there in. it is so it is Ooh. a it has purple it is green it is dark it has massive trichomes you can see because i've got these two led lights you know like diamonds you know you got that drip you know you got that ice mm -hmm. 
I could wear these nugs and they would reflect in the sun. I could wear these nugs and they would reflect in the sun. The yeah. only issue is the only issue is on this particular eighth, there's not a big one. You know what I mean? The last eighth that I got. The last yeah, eighth. Little ones. God damn it, I won't focus in. There we go. One sec. There it is. Yeah. Mm. There's these like these are definitely half grammar nugs, you know, like for sure. But yeah. I just give me for a wedding wedding cake has big dense nugs. Give me a big, you know, give me a big two or three grammar on call today. Like I'm cool. Um, so I am gonna smoke this on camera. We're gonna see what happens with that one. Uh, and then you also have a dab over there, right? I do that. I do. Uh, I got some uh, dabs from High Tide, uh, one of the companies I mentioned earlier. There, they got pretty dope packaging on theirs. I like yeah, the I nice like that. top. Yeah, I it like makes a, a cute little jar. We're gonna take a dab together. Are you done with that blunt? Or are you still going? My blunt smoke forever. <laughs> okay, so okay, so we'll wait. We'll wait on the dab, but at least at least talk to us about the dab. Maybe show us that in the meantime. So this is one that I'm very familiar with. Uh, quite frankly, I've been also smoking on this one quite a bit. Um, it has a a sap like uh, smell to it when you open it up. It's really nice. It's animal tree by them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's uh it's their cured versus their live resin, which quite honestly, quality wise, are pretty similar in my opinion. The cured is just a whole lot cheaper on the shelf than the live resin, so um, I tend to go for that because uh, I'm usually buying like six grams of oil at a time. Taylor has always been not to say you're a budget <laughs> smoker, but you prefer to buy in bulk. And so I think it's important to recognize everybody that that's a certain kind of style to buy in bulk. People do buy, she does buy top shelf, but high tide is top shelf, yeah. all their shit is top shelf. But when you're buying five, six, seven grams, it's different than when you just go in and you buy, you know, two different grams of rosin for 120 bucks. Like it's right. different, you know, you're not going there to achieve the same shit. We're going there to maintain the high. We're both mm -hmm. patients at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. And so it's important to for people to know that as well. Yeah. Part of why uh, I'm able to also buy six grams at a time is I have spent a better part of an entire or more actually longer than a decade now um, with my own like medical journey. And she said, we are both patients. I take it very seriously with my health. And so I found the things that work right with my body you know you said you can't be smoking a lot of stuff that's going to make you go to bed uh same here you know i still got to be productive i got to be smoking things that'll make me productive so um i know what i like i know what's going to be the best high for me and so uh on my shelf i know what to do and what to what to get at work that's going to do well for me. What are and, what are some of those strains? Because I'm sure that there are people watching that are like, okay, cool. These are two professionals. They smoke weed all day every day. Joey mm -hmm. just said wedding cake fucked his shit up. So obviously, wedding cake's generally not usually a day smoker. So for you, what are some of those strains that you do consume daily, whether it is in a dab concentrate form or even like uh, in smokable form? So I'm definitely always on the uplifting side of the spectrum. Um, and so I tend to go for things like Allen wrench. Um, there's uh, this animal tree from high tide has been a really good one because it's got a little bit of stoniness, but still a little pep to its step. Yep. Uh, the pineapple pancakes from fire bros. Fantastic. It's blueberry crossed with a super silver haze. And so it has like a nice daytime, um, pretty much like a easy breezy kind of feeling to it. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of those good strains to keep me productive throughout the day. Uh, love Tangi. Um, I love a good ATF. Um, ATF Alaskan Thunderfuck. Yes. Yeah, super, super good uh, for that high energy, just got to keep going kind of a thing. Um, but more often than not, nowadays, I'm also like super into balanced hybrids. And so anything that gives me just like a little bit of a body buzz with that cerebral high, it's probably my favorite for like when I'm in the writing zone or just want to be a creative kind of in general. Um, and then, uh, you know, on the on the relaxing side of the spectrum, 
uh, that one just kind of whatever floats my boat, whatever I want, because that's usually my pre-bed, <laughs> usually when I'm ready to go to sleep, kind of a smoke. So I'll, I'll really smoke whatever um, on that side that sounds delicious. Um, so as of lately, this peanut butter crunch um, has been great. Honestly, any of the breathy strains, anything that's got some funk in it <laughs> is is great. Um, you like, so you like those peanut butter ones, those Sunday drivers, those lava cakes, those yeah, peanut butter breads, grandpa's breads, grandma's breads, totally. dragon's breads, Larry Bird breath, mm -hmm. J. King's breath. <laughs> I've, there's so many of those out there, man. It's crazy. There are. I'm very much so also just like a whatever is fresh, you know. Um, I just kind of go off of what comes in new and and that looks really good and sounds really good. So, um, but I definitely am very, very habitual about making sure I have morning, daytime, that kind of weed or that kind of oil. I'm much more of a dabber during the day weed is for only when i don't have anything to do and need to go to bed or something like that yeah because yeah, it yeah. makes me the plant matter makes me just like tired and it affects me differently than with oil oil for some reason just doesn't make me tired afterwards the come down is totally fine for me um, and i've noticed that quite a bit lately and so yeah i dab all day long and then flour is solely for um hanging out socializing like this or something like that so i buy eggs yeah. really fun um which is why i've been smoking a lot of more indica <laughs> and dabbing <laughs> on the sativa side so so indica wise indica wise talk to you, you mentioned a bunch of citrusy strains and i can appreciate mm -hmm. those ones because that's where i used to smoke these days yep. though in socal i'm on a lot of ogs and gelatos you know? okay what are you what are you really smoking for indicas whether it's to help you eat or to help you go to sleep or to really like you said that calmer blissful effect that you're really trying to to get to as well yeah i like that uh anti-anxiety anti-stress those types of feelings so anything with like linalool in it so anything with that lavendery kind of uh floral as uh scent to it is something i reach for um i also like it to smell like a forest anything that's like foresty mossy so like anything that's like og genetics or something like that really up my alley i love a good classic like og kush um and so anything crossed with that whether it's crossed to make it heavier or just to be in that balanced hybrid range uh i i just like that like mossy foresty kind of smell to it um Usually I avoid anything like super peppery. That's like my least favorite. Same, and that's, really, that's crazy because a lot of people I talk to love the peppery stuff. It's just not me. I, yeah. I don't like it. Um, so I avoid like peppery type. Those, can you name some of those trends? Because I have a couple of those in mind too. I mean, to me. Like like, like, like Wi-Fi cake, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi yeah. cake, white fire. Uh, fire yeah, OGs, anything like that is, Kush is Mountains, um, Permafrost, no, no, the I, Widow, I'm not a big White Widow fan no more, I'm trying to think what else, I can't even really, you see, like, like peppery ones are like, oh, geranimals. I don't like geranimals. Yeah, I mean, like, cookies in general to me is usually pretty peppery. I don't like that. Oh, so, so like, bis like, like, I like biscotti. Biscotti to me is gassy pine with pepper. Well, uh, yeah, when the gas cuts through over the pepper, it's, it's all right. Yeah, but, yeah. but there are certain things that are just, oh boy, just super peppery. I do like, like I said earlier, I like funky stuff. Um, and so anything that's crossed with any sort of skunk, um, I like that. Uh, GMO's a little bit too much though for me. Yeah, I'm not I a GMO. Like GMO, but um, that's that's what I have right here. Is GMO? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably one of the preferred strains for heavy hitter indica smokers. Um, a couple of my coworkers, they are 
like they wake up and and smoke GMO. Woo with the buddies. Shameless plug. <laughs> oh wait. <coughs> are you on that? Uh, you are, are you ready to take a dab? I am. I am ready to take a dab. Right, I got well, some animal tree loaded up in my uh, puffco here. Puffco, show us the puffco. What color are you working with? Is that OG? Uh, I just got like a regular black puffco here. It's a little dirty. I gotta clean it. Um, no judgment. No judgment. It's that time to clean this guy. Um, but I love I love my Puffco. Um, so when I'm sitting in bed like I am right now, uh, I prefer this over torch and banger any day. Um, so I don't want to burn my bed down. <laughs> Those days are luckily gone sometimes. Unfortunately, though, I am working with a torch and, and uh, I think I think these are called turp slurpers so we'll see okay. when I get I'm on. I do love my torch and banger um, I love the whole act of it I've been dabbing since 2014 um, you know so uh, I I just genuinely love the process of it so yeah. um, not hating on it <laughs> love it love it love it so you've got some uh, what, uh, what, what animal tree right the animal tree from High Tide. Yes, this is what I am dabbing on. All right, so you know you know the taste test rules, homie. One hit, talk about it. Two hits, yep. score out of ten. Let's get it. I'm interested in hearing some what what the cured resin is like. Mm. So the cool thing with Pupco, everybody, is that you load the dab in there, you push the button, it heats up. Yes. The temperature that she presets it at is there. And then when it's ready, it will buzz. She will then cap it. She will then rip it. It's very easy. Ready. See y'all just like that. Comes ready. Ready to go. There we go. There we go. It is, uh, yeah, it, it basically tastes like tree sap. It has a little bit of a sweet but very earthy kind of flavor to it. You definitely get hits of like lemon and, and pine in there, but it, it's it's super sweet on on the inhale and exhale, which is really nice. Love it. Absolutely love it. See, it's important for everybody out there in Washington to remember that, you know, concentrates do come from cannabis. They come from flour. They come from mm -hmm. trim. They come from cured flour, which is like the dried materials, nugs that have yeah. been finished. They chop them, they harvest them, they start curing them. <laughs> Live resin comes from fresh frozen material, which is when the, the plant is freshly harvested, chopped down, you freeze it immediately, then you harvest with that, and then you extract with that, excuse me. Uh, do you have a preference of rosin, resin, shatters, you know, uh, uh, I, crumbles, I anything? love anything solventless. So rosin is definitely where I go to a lot of the time. Um, <laughs> but I do also like just like a good old live resin any day of the week, you know, uh, if it's well processed by somebody um don't crc my oil and make it look like pure white and get rid of a lot of the flavor and whatnot um and uh yeah i you know uh, as long as it's processed well and doesn't taste like butane or propane or whatever solvent you were using you know yeah rosin's one of my favorites because it's just like pure and and has that plant i don't know it still has that planty kind of flavor to it which is what who, i like who out there is who out there has that good rosin on the market now <laughs> constellation constellation does a great great rosin um lifted did a collab with constellation actually not that long ago um and they're uh Boysenberry creme brulee was delightful from them. I picked up a brand of that and it was delicious. Um, we just got Aloha Fridays in at my store, um, and that is actually Gold Leaf's beeline of rosin. Um, okay. and for a beeline, it is fantastic. Um, but Gold Leaf is still doing fuller ice tracks um, and doing a great job with their rosin. Um and so Shout out to Gold Leaf, man. The legends so always bad. killing it, and they're going on, they're going on decades killing this shit out here, man. For Jeez. Sure. Uh for sure. Not Clean Green certified. I think it's still living soil, right? At this point. 
I believe so, yes. Shit's um, crazy, man. Yeah, they have uh, done amazing things for a long time. And I've been a big fan of them for a long time. So, um, yeah, uh, they do a really good job. And Knox's rosin is great. Really enjoying quite a few different ones. Their lemon OG rosin that I got was really nice. Oh, yummy gummies. Yeah, so that, it's a little little cherry sativa gummy, you know what I'm saying? Delightful. Does it taste like cough medicine? No. That's always my concern with cherry flavored edibles yeah. is that it's going to taste like cough medicine. Same, For same, same, same. This is gluten free, though. A. Uh, it, is, it, does use, it does use gelatin and agar, so I'm a little on that, but. Yeah. Um, these are actually, I think, no, these ones aren't. I, I think they're typically nano-infused. I don't think these ones are. Natural sativa terpenes. I, I wonder if they actually work. They're not cannabis. You know, that's interesting. Only two grams of sugar, though, so not bad. Big Icona, this does taste good for a... For a uh, for a cherry gummy, I wasn't expecting that. These ones are the pink. These, hey, what? Also, too, I see you. That that looks like it's smacked, huh? Yes, I was about to say on the second run through. Cool boy, the puffco. The thing about the puffco is when you put in the oil in the first place, when you have it on the lowest temperature setting, it melts down all those delightful perps to begin with, and then that second hit when you read if you. I load enough to where I can hit it a couple of times, where I can run through the cycle a couple of times before I Q-tip it out and clean it. Um, on that second run through, ooh, you get hit by all that THC. It warms up the oil enough that you're burning everything together, so you get the terps with the THC. And uh, yeah, that hits max. It's a uh, visible. You look hot. Now you look hot. I love it. This, this is the, this <laughs> I was about to the... say, it visibly, it made me feel more high. When Doesn't I look like that blunt did much to you. It looks like this one took you to a level. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, this is definitely a, a top tier, top tier oil for me. Um, oh. I would probably easily give this guy a nine out of 10. No problem. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> smacks the packaging is absolutely beautiful. This is this is you. This is you, and this is this is your dab, and this, and I'm you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, dang! Yeah. I'm gonna get hey, because I'm I'm high off this flower. Let me tell you, but I'm flower high. <laughs> I'm flower high. Let me. You need let to me be get, dab high. Yeah, let me get Let's a dab see. going over here. I dab all day, every day, and still one dab can smack me across my face and get me high. All right, here it's we go. Great. Here we go. <laughs> right, here we go. Look at this. Look, 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 look. Ooh. Look it's, at not, that. it's not showing it's anything. Not focus. It doesn't ever want to focus on what. Uh, I got it. I just, you know what that means? I got to take a bigger dab. Yeah, that's true. That it's because big. I'm really, it's because I'm not just dabbing out of a baller jar at the end of the day. All right, here we go. <laughs> here we go, everybody. We're going to get this. We're going to get this rocking. I'm a cold starter, so let me get this going. Wham, bam. I'm doing some Buddy's Brand GMO cookies right now, everybody. It's some Ooh. fresh frozen live resin. Yum, yum. Get it. Get it. Big old dab, big old dab, big old dab. <coughs> that looks nice and milky. That's a good one. Obviously, hit the test. Now I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give buddies a review. I work for buddies, everybody. But I do want to shout out Buddies Brand because we do have new. We do. This is the live resin that I'm dabbing here tonight. This is what we've been selling for, I believe, the last six months or so, maybe three to five months. I'm not sure. Um, but we have a new, new dabs hitting the market. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, we've run them colder. 
We're better material and we've got a big name California collaboration. We've partnered with a brand called Ember Valley out of Reading. We're in Reading, they're in Reading. We just won second place in High Times Cannabis Cup for NorCal. It's a big deal when you're not from when you're not from California and you end up going in there and you win shit. Like, you know, that's a big deal. So big shout out to the cultivation partner, Ember Valley. And for my shirt today, I just want to show some love to Field Extracts, you know, part of the Glasshouse group. Um, there's a lot of really cool things going on on the West Coast, everybody. So for everybody that taps in and follows, you know, the North American Weed Tour podcast, we are all about showing love to different areas. I'm in L.A. Taylor is born and raised Seattle. She's a Seattle light to her core, writes about music. So while, why don't we transition a little bit away from the cannabis side and let's talk a little bit today about the music. Seattle, yeah. Seattle has been absolutely, um, the, to, to the rest of the country, it's just been crazy, right? When you just look at it from an outsider's perspective. Now, for you guys, you're physically out there, you're there. What is it like to be in Seattle with everything that's been going on and then how has the music community benefited from that oh man it's truly been a beautiful thing to see some of the uh pivots a lot of the people in the industry out here have made throughout this pandemic uh you know martial law band uh created a, a stage on a flatbed trailer basically and and towed it around town and drove it around and performed in in random places and pop-ups you know when, when the music industry when venues shut down and concerts stopped and whatnot they were able to bring concerts to people again through that um which was incredible to see and so a lot of people have pivoted like that with like outdoor stuff and and um doing just like random pop-up festivals and whatnot and i think the community coming together <coughs> that all of the people like in the crowd you know a lot of people are all artists are all creatives are all rappers and singers and stuff and they come together and they meet each other and they've really been like creating together on that sense of community lately um and i think i don't think that would have happened had the pandemic not really shut everything down like this um because artists lost a lot of um income a lot of uh people like were uh, who are artists were also bartending or working at these venues and stuff that all shut down so they literally had no income source and whatnot and so to be able to still persevere through that and, and come up with ways to create, generate um, revenue for everybody. Uh, Mediums Collective has been putting on a lot of events um, with Marshall and with, um, you know, a lot of other people where they're trying to pay artists, you know, to come out and perform and, and create revenue for, you know, whatever other clothing companies and stuff. Um, and, and it's just really become integrated together, which has been cool. Not only that, but we're getting shine now. People are looking in. A lot of people from, you know, the mainstream are starting to look in. For Look at Travis with Boulevard Boy and that. He had Juicy J. Juicy J was on his album. Like, <laughs> the fact that we're getting that kind of recognition now, too, is just skyrocketing a lot of people because they're starting to notice how much talent is truly out here. Um that extends, you know, from the the talented growers in the cannabis industry to the talented people are out here um, in in the music industry and artists and stuff like that. It's crazy how much stuff is going on out here. And finally, the Pacific Northwest is getting, you know, the light and shine that it, it deserves. Yeah. And since grunge was a thing, you know, breaking that has been done. <clears throat> Outside of uh, outside of Travis and Marshall, can you name and show love to just you know some other artists that just immediately come to mind? Um, oh, you know, from so many. <laughs> uh, there's a show tonight. Uh, Big Jones is performing over at Nectar Lounge with Ryan Van Hygen, um, OG Mambo, and a bunch of other like uh, upcoming cats who just started out in the scene. Um, there's also, uh, quite a bit of other people like down at Hearst house, uh, Noah coin flip. There's Brandon Marsalis and his girl Talea, who's super dope R and B artist. Um, there's a lot of these people who are working together 
um, that are making like super cool things in house in these studios together. Um, who else have I been listening to a lot lately? Gilton East um, out in Federal Way. He's one that I've been really, really listening to a lot lately. Um, yeah, there's a there's a whole bunch. Katil off of the Sound Session or the Seattle Sessions. Um, Katil's like definitely top tier talent and and whatnot. So um, there's a lot of people out here that are killing it. That's super dope. There's a lot of a lot of really good names that you mentioned. Some that I haven't yeah. heard. I'll definitely be popping onto Spotify to check some of that out. Yeah. Um, everybody, also too for tuning in. Thank you guys. Uh, North American Weed Tour podcast. We're here with Taylor Hart talking music. She's currently a cannabis consultant, medically certified cannabis consultant, excuse me, at Dockside Cannabis in Ballard, Washington. She knows her shit about weed. She's sold a little bit. Taylor, we talked a little bit before the show. How, yeah. About how many customers do you think you've legally sold weed to? Uh, yeah, this is... This is a hard one to answer, but I would definitely say um, anywhere from like 5,000, uh, I don't know, plus maybe to five to 10,000 people that I personally sold weed to. I mean, any given day at my store, we see, you know, three to 400 people, maybe closer to five some days if it's a busy weekend. I'm not personally selling to all of them, but that's how many people are going in there. And a lot of the times, you know, I'm one of the top three sales of the day, <laughs> depending on how busy it is. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm however sorry, many hey, so that's so, you know, at least if you're hitting, you know, 40, 50 a day for three, four years, that's a long time for a lot of, you know, a lot of shits right. across the board. So yeah, it's hard It's hard to really go back and do all that math. But, you know, I was, oh, we were talking about that earlier and I was just like, man, I remember when I was a bud tender, I wasn't a bud tender long enough to sell that much weed, right? They pulled yeah. shit. They pulled my boy. They pulled my ass off the floor quick. They said, Joe, <laughs> you, talk, you talk too much. You need, yeah. to just, you need to just sell, 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 sell. Yeah. And so... Typically, that's what goes on, though, everybody. You know, it's more of a turn and burn, get people in and out because you got three, four, five, six, seven hundred people through a store yeah. sometimes in these bigger in these bigger cities. Right. Yeah. And uh, for you guys, for Dockside, what do you feel really separates the customer experience at Dockside compared to other dispensaries that you physically have been to as a customer? Oh, Dockside is all about uh, the knowledge, the information, um, knowing every little detail about the plant. Um, Dockside as a whole, all four of our locations are full of like super knowledgeable bud tenders who have been in it for a long time and know the ins and outs and can tell you how the plant was grown, how it was cured, like how it was processed and can tell you like all the little details and then can tell you how it operates in your body and how it interacts with your endocannabinoid system and what's like physically happening when you indulge in it. You know, yeah. we know everything and we preach that as our culture within the store. So like, you know, when you're training people and whatnot, we have all of these ways that we can talk about these things. My store alone, I believe we have um, at least eight or nine um, certified medical consultants. Wow, and, that's power. That's very yeah. powerful. So people yeah. and people, the reason why that's powerful is it's important to recognize that when you go to most stores, if they're not medically certified, if they're if the store clearly isn't like touting that they have those kinds of people then you're actually getting generally, generally speaking, a lower quality bud tender simply because they don't know as much as the ones that are medically certified. Why that matters is because when you get a product and it's just based on a recommendation on just how they've experienced it, that doesn't necessarily apply to you and or the people you could be sharing that with. And that, right. that's why the more perspectives and typically someone who's medically certified like yourself, you're able to provide more of a balanced perspective that also includes your personal opinion, your personal review, yeah. but also the medical advice that has been provided via Marijuana Institute or Gangier or whatever the programs are. Right. So, um, for you guys, what was the program that you guys went through uh, to get medically certified for, for DOCSA? 
it was the program through the Department of Health out here. I think it was like that's the MMJ Institute. Because that's what huh? that MMJ Institute. Uh, I think so. I don't remember. I've been I know that I know that there's like Oaks, I think Oaksterdam still exists. I think there's MMJ mm -hmm. Institute, and then on LinkedIn, I saw Ganjie a while back, uh, and I've been on yeah. their website. But there's a lot of good programs out there for bartenders mm -hmm. to get educated. You know, it's you know you don't always have to get medically certified, but definitely, you know, you know as well as I do, the importance of secondary mm -hmm. education and, and continuing learning on this is just so just beyond powerful. Um, yeah. For you, you've been a bartender or a manager or an inventory. You've worked a lot of different positions. Uh, mm -hmm. in, in the retail side of the industry over the last four years. Um, when it comes to working, let's just focus, focus on the bartender side of it. What do you feel are some really important things that a day one bartender should should really focus on when it comes to, you know, either making money as a bartender or just helping people at the best level? Uh, the best way that you are going to get, if you're trying to make the most money and get the most tips is that, uh, personal customer curation that you do for them since everybody's different and cannabis is such a wide spectrum of effects and what can happen and whatnot it's getting to the bottom of what the customer's goal is and figuring it out and fine-tuning it solely for them it's all nice. about personal customization for them and if you want to help better their life you just listen to them, figure out what truly is going on, whether that's asking directly or just picking up on their body cues and things that they're saying. You know, it's at the end of the day, being aware of interpersonal communication. You're dealing with the public, you're dealing with your community, you're dealing with your neighborhood. It's being authentically you and and listening and, and trying to understand them because um, that's the basis of what you're doing is just helping really them. Listening they, to them right? help us. Yeah. You yeah. know, you, I, you smoke every day for whatever reason. I do it for the reasons that I do, you know, medically or recreationally, just to keep me sound. You know, I've been through all of the trial and error of it. So if I can help a customer find those products without them having to spend thousands of dollars to do so, I'm going to spend, you know, however long it's going to take. If it's going to take me 20 minutes, some customers I'm with for 45 minutes where I'm just listening to them go on and on about how they can't sleep or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it's about helping them, helping them relieve their problems with the products that you have on your shelf um, and, and, you know, hopefully helping them get through it and over it. I have customers. You have, a, you have an arsenal of things available at your disposal at Dockside. Mm -hmm. Dockside has curated their menu over the years to specifically provide solutions at every price point, all the yep. different qualities, everything that's available on the market. I'm sure they've damn near tried. So it's like, yep. You know, I, I've always trusted Dockside. I, I joined the industry a, a tiny bit before you, 2016, barely months. And yeah. Dockside was already existing for years at that point. Yeah. So it was like they're the OGs of the OGs. And, and these products, you know, the health and wellness ones, I know for you, tinctures, capsules, various types of gluten-free and vegan edibles. Can you can you shed some light on some of those products that you you trust and recommend? to true to the true patients out there yeah uh so for like your day-to-day -day, i need to wake up have a clear head be functional but not intoxicated products like fairwinds am and pm spectrum uh it's pretty much all like cbd and like some cbg and stuff like that in there and um very very low on the thc so it's it can help you uh just be like clear-headed and um polite has one like that as well polite is the brand name um, and they have this power-up tincture that is full of CBG and CBD, very little THC, um, but they also include other herbs and, uh, that help to, like, power you up and whatnot. Um, yep. so a couple of great tinctures. Uh, and then my favorite things in the world are topicals. <laughs> I get a lot of creaky joints, especially when I'm typing on the computer all day long. 
Um, and so I use Fairwinds Flow Cream uh, on my hands all the time. And it is a life-changing product. <laughs> you can feel your hands again and you're not in pain. And it's pretty, pretty fantastic. Uh, I love that. I'm so happy to hear that they still have some of the best products out there. Big, big shout out to Fairwinds and their flow cream. I know one of the best topicals in the game. Yeah. Not only does it sell well for dispensaries, but it actually works for the patients. It's potent. The ingredients actually penetrate the skin from a dermatology scan standpoint, uh, which is very important, you guys. A lot of products out there have gimmicks. A lot of products claim to do things. And because of the way that the cannabis industry is legislated from state to state, and more, even more importantly, federally, there's just not real applicable ways to like prove or deny or enforce a lot of the stuff that happens, let alone insure or a bunch of other stuff. So, you know, there's so many barriers to overcome. It's not an easy industry. Um, but big shout out to all the cultivators and all the people out there that do this, you know, Taylor and I have primarily been, you know, on the retail side of things. And so for you guys that, you know, that grow and, and extract and wash and all those things, like, you know, we really appreciate you guys for, for doing what y'all did. Y'all gave us an opportunity to come in and sell the shit and to market and to write and review and do all that. So big shout out from you guys, respect my region, you know, Taylor, Dockside. You know, it's a very exciting thing, you know, to, for us all to be connected. And we've we've come a long way to to be here sitting here right now doing a podcast, man. So yeah, big thank you to being on the episode. Um, everybody, this was episode 26 of the North American Weed Tour. We have Taylor Hart here with us. Um, my last question for Taylor on the night is yeah. um, actually I'm going to hit you with four real quick. Okay. The, the first three are hot takes. <laughs> all right. Blunts or joints? Blunts. All right, cool. Uh, dabs, uh, dabs. What's your what's your dabbing temperature? Oh, uh, easily like four ninety five, five ten. Okay, so low temp. All right, there we go. Yeah. Just, hey, I had to, I had to temp check you. <laughs> <laughs> I had to hit you. Had to hit you with the temp check. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, the last the last one. Uh, do you prefer to smoke indoors or outdoors? Uh, indoors. Mm. <laughs> such a, so funny so funny all right now are you willing to share a story about the first time you smoked weed oh man uh yeah absolutely <laughs> uh the first time i ever smoked weed um i got it out of my dad's stash in his bedroom <laughs> i loaded a tiny bit into the pipe and i hit it and i went to sleep <laughs> I literally like got high and um and I just went to bed. I love it. That's a that's that's a classic that's a classic story. I mean oh there she goes. I lost her again. Oh, lost her again. Alright you guys, one sec, one sec, she'll be right back. There we go. Yo yo. Stupid Wi Fi. Y'all good. Yeah. Um but yeah, so it wasn't like anything eventful, really. Uh, the first time I ever got high, um, it was just kind of like, a, oh, this is what weed is, <laughs> and that was it. It's very uneventful, but it was a life changing thing. Um, because I really haven't stopped since then. <laughs> hey, using it to sleep, using it for the IBS that we both, you know, you know, kind yeah. of uh, are victims to, and the the digestion and the other inflammation problems that we have oh you know, yeah an anxiety digestify i'm sorry let me throw in another product because fairwinds digestify is a life-saving tincture it has gotten rid of all of my nausea all the time and i love it yo big shout out to them hey t i gotta hit you off line i'm gonna need to take two of those yo when we get a fresh shipment in i got you I'm gonna, need, I'm gonna need to cop two of those. Mama Ping, J Ping, gonna need them. I'm gonna see what's good. Your boys on the juicing, the ginger shots, yeah, and, and eating okay. a little bit. So, trying, trying to see, trying to see what, what it can do to the body. So, um, very much appreciate having you on the show. Thank you for yeah. sharing all the info and some highlights, and also a little bit of the personal story too. Um, yeah, man, it's so good to see you. I appreciate for you know if you for being a part of the journey. We got a lot of exciting things coming, and so you know yeah. everybody. Go follow her. Uh, tap in with her on Instagram. Taylor, what's your IG? It is at Taylor Hart, T-A-Y-L-O-R-H-A-A-A-R-T. That's three A's in there for you. Um, 
yeah, follow me. That's the same handle everywhere. Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever. If you if you if you got new music and you want to get it considered an RMR, please send her press releases. I said press releases, don't just send her links to videos. Make sure you send her some info, reach out, be professional, be respectful. Uh, and the next thing too, for cannabis related things, if you'd like to reach out to her for any kind of content reviews, you know, stories, you know, interviews, stuff like that, please be sure to reach out. Taylor is one hell of a creative writer. Google her work, search her work. Seattle Times calls on her to be one of the best, most consistent voices for local music. She's a platform, she, she, this is, she lives and breathes local music, y'all. So please be sure to tap in. Uh, if you'd like more information on Mediums Collective or any of the other brands or artists that she mentioned, please also be sure to just DM her and ask about it. She has an endless amount of local music that is either currently good or about to be really good because she catches them before they're even really fire yet. Yep. So that's her specialty. She, she digs them up and then <laughs> next thing you know, they're making moves. So Check uh, out Tease Money Mix on Spotify. I got them tease, all on there. Tease Money Mix on Spotify. That's right. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, go, go hit us, go hit us with the follow on there, man. Appreciate everybody for the episode. Officially ending it right after this episode 26, North America Weed Tour. Taylor Hart, thank you again. Shout out to Dockside. Everybody, like, follow, subscribe to Respect My Region, Buddy's Brand. And I'll see y'all on the next episode. We've got more coming. We will be ending this in December around 80 episodes. So stay tuned. Love you guys. Mm -hmm.